Hi, welcome to the Ellen B. Show. I'm Ellen, your host for this great talk show that informs. No fake information here. If you love old-fashioned conversation about all kinds of people, events, and issues, then you have come to the right place. Just join me and my guests as we explore. I'm coming to you from kzsm.org in San Marcos. KZSM is true community radio. My shows airs on Thursdays from 7 to 8, and my encores are on Mondays from 8 to 9, all on kzsm.org. If you want, you can also follow me on Anchor. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M slash The Ellen B Show. Okay, before I get started, I'm going to do my disclaimer. The opinions expressed on this show are those of its hosts and guests and not of the opinions of KZSM or its governing body, SMTXCRA. And boy, do I have a great show for you. I am so excited. I am here with Sid at Stone Hall in Texas Old Town for our yearly LBJ birthday celebration hosted by the Hayes County Democratic Party. It's an annual fundraiser and features office holders, local candidates, and lots of great food, music, and a chance to socialize with friends. So buckle up for this might be a bumpy ride. I think it's time to get started for I see lots of great people to interview. I'm going to be interviewing local candidates who are now elected officials, candidates who are running for re-election in 2020, and candidates who are running in 2020 for the first time, plus other Democrats who are attending this LBJ boot scootin' birthday celebration. Hi, I'm standing with my good friend Amelia, who has been an attendee to the LBJ fundraiser, second year in a row, right? Yes. Okay, Amelia, you want to tell my audience a little about yourself? Well, I, I used to live in Hayes, in San Patricia County, and then I moved to Hayes, and I've been living here six years, and I've I'm, I'm always been a Democrat, so I'm interested in the Democratic issues, and my main issue is the violence. That's been happening. All that's been happening, and I get so disgusted because somebody decided that that everybody should have a gun, so now everybody can have a gun, and you don't know what kind of people are getting guns. And and then there's always a hothead that's going to get a gun out and straighten things out with a gun, and it just makes me sick to see so much violence all the time. So what would you, how would you deal with this? I would deal to get the big guns that do the most damage out of the hands of everybody because people that live in a society that's supposed to be civilized can't have those kinds of guns that that can kill people in a minute, just a bunch of people, and that's not right. And I wish that there would be a ban on those kinds of guns. Don't Um. let the, the NRA take over, let everybody have a gun and have all kinds of guns, even the big ones, you know, they're supposed to be guns for for a war, not for decent people that are civilized. All right, thank you, Amelia. All right, I'm speaking with Nancy Dorr, who's also attendee at this LBJ Boot Scootin' birthday celebration. Okay, Nancy, tell us a little about yourself. 
I'm a lifelong Democrat. I have done voter registration all my life. The first time I did any kind of political stuff, I was 16, and John Kennedy was running for president. My dad was also a candidate for county judge in Illinois, and so I campaigned for him. Did he win? Huh? Yes, he did. All right. He was a county judge for 16 years. Wow, that's long. And an associate circuit judge and then a circuit judge in Illinois. He retired because of medical issues. It's always been fun. I love to do it. What are some of the issues that concern you now? I am very much a supporter of reproductive rights and a woman's right to choose. I have picketed, I have called, I write letters, I do everything I can, and I'm very sad about the state of things, but it's not going to be permanent, and that's that's the positive side of it, because once we have Trump out of office, it will turn around. Roe v. Wade, it's not going to be overturned. I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure of that. I don't, I don't think the women of this country would stand for it. I know I wouldn't. No. Even the Republican women believe in freedom of choice. Right. They like family planning. I knew young couples who were strong Catholic women and families in St. Louis. They believed in family planning, and they went to uh, a church that was on the university campus because it was a liberal Catholic church, and they planned their family, and it worked for them. All right. Well, thank you very much. You're quite welcome. Well, I can't believe who just walked through that door, if it isn't David Peterson, who's the Hayes County Constable Precinct 1 here by my side, and I'm going to let him say a few words. Go ahead, David. Well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. This is not my first time being here for the LBJ birthday. Uh, Something that we all look forward to every year is uh, having that birthday for LBJ. I am um, an elected official, and I am going to be running for re-election for constable for Precinct 1, which is San Marcos. Being a native of San Marcos and for re-election is always a task. Uh, there's nothing easy about running for re-election when you're uh, an idol out there and you got lots of mentors uh, 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 walking along beside you and helping you. This is going to be a good day for for everyone to be here. You get to meet some some uh, new uh, people for Hayes candidates yeah. and also uh, new residents that have moved into Hayes County. Yeah, and you also participate in another capacity here. You want to mention that? Oh yeah, sure. I uh, barbecued the brisket um, for the uh, LBJ event and uh, also we've got some sausage to go along with that. All right. How can people help you get reelected? Voting. Voting is one of the most important things uh, in Texas. If you don't vote for the for the one that you want uh, in the seat, how can you say anything? So right. we want people to, to go out and vote. The young, the elderly, to go out and vote. Voting is very, very important. As you can see uh, in the last five years, we've got lots of changes that are going on in Hayes County in Texas. And uh, your vote counts. It counts very much um, for, for who you are and what you do. 
our children are looking at the legacies of of us uh, doing right. what we what we do, and they follow some of our footsteps, and and we want them to know what what we do and who we're voting for. All right, thank you for talking to me. You're welcome, Eileen. Thank you. All right, I'm going to be talking with Kat, who's the founder of the Resistance Choir. Hi, Kat. How are you doing this afternoon? All right, tell me about the uh, choir. Well, the choir was formed back in April of 17 Mm -hmm. uh, to help us keep our sanity during this administration. Um, It started out, uh, we were going to sing songs of social justice, um, contemporary and uh, traditional protest songs. Uh, because I noticed that when we went to the protest, there was no music. Right. And this is my second revolution. And I thought, well, you can't have, you know, a revolution without the music. Um, and then we had a third category that we called revolutionary snark, which is parodies to well-known songs. And that kind of took off. Obviously, people needed to laugh. So we turned into more of a comedic group we do a we do a few serious songs every now and again to get people to thinking but mostly we have fun so people want to listen to you where can they go uh we usually show up if we are not on the bill at a major demonstration we show up an hour beforehand and uh just warm up the crowd as they're coming in okay so you don't have a website or no we're working on a website we're really not that together (laughs) (laughs) we are on facebook they can find okay facebook we have a, a public page called fans of the resistance choir south central texas and they can catch little snippets of some really bad videos there. And we try to keep them posted there about what we're going to do and where we're going to be next. Great. Okay, thank you for talking to me. Thanks so much. Uh, we are always looking for new members. Um, our motto is we are more enthusiastic than talented, so we don't do auditions. Um, just we are looking for somebody who wants to sing. So if you're a shower diva, or you sing in the car, or you sing when you garden, you're the person we need, uh, you can find us. You can send me a message off of Fans of the Resistance Choir on Facebook, or you can find our private group, which is The Resistance Choir of South Central Texas. It will have a join button. If you hit that, answer three questions, it'll kick it to me, and I'll get back to you. All right, thank you. Thank you. All right, my next interviewee is uh, Nick, who's uh, head of the San Marcos Area Democrats. Okay, Nick, tell us about the uh, club. Good afternoon. The purpose of the San Marcos Area Democrats is to help identify progressive candidates for office and give them an opportunity to speak to activist Democrats who come meet every second Wednesday of the month. We're currently meeting at the Hayes County Democratic Party at 215 West San Antonio Street. And we're hoping to have uh, candidates from all up and down the ballot, from city council to candidates for higher office. And we are give an opportunity for people to interact with, talk to, ask questions of, and get speeches from area candidates and give opportunities for people to get active in the community and elect more Democrats to Hayes County. Okay, Sid is telling me uh, we're going to have to uh, do a station break. So when we come back, we're going to be interviewing more people. I'm having lots more fun. Okay. 
All right, my next person who I'm going to interview is Linda Rodriguez, who organized this event this year. Welcome to the LMB show, and I want to thank you for organizing the LBJ Celebration Fundraiser for the Democratic Party. Thank you, Ellen, and I'm so glad y'all are both here and doing this today. It's exciting, and this is the first time we've ever had a radio broadcast, a recorded broadcast from our, our event, so uh, we're real happy about this. Um, we do this every year. The Hayes County Democrats celebrate or, uh, around Lyndon B. Johnson's birthday, which is August 27th. We couldn't get it close enough to the date at our venue, so we're here on August 18th. Uh, it's our annual fundraiser, and it takes a lot of work to put together. I was chair this year, and so I've got people manning our uh, silent auction table. I've got a, pres- a straw presidential poll going on by the Young Democrats and Move Texas. College Democrats are doing drinks today for us. Our constable from San Marcos, Precinct 1, David Peterson, is doing barbecue. He's, he's um, barbecued uh, brisket and sausage for us and all the fixings, and then it's a potluck. Right. And then we have petition signing for our candidates that are trying to uh, uh, collect signatures in lieu of a filing fee, and many of our candidates are going to be here. Also, we've got the LBJ Museum representatives are going to be here in just a few minutes, and they have what they call their traveling trunk. It's got artifacts from our LBJ Museum in San Marcos, and it's got an LBJ cutout that you can take a picture with. All right, how many people are you expecting? Uh, I'm thinking about 325, 350. All right, now who has done it in the past? Let's see, you mean who's been chair? Yeah. Oh gosh, we've been doing this so many years, it's hard to say, last year was uh, Bobby Garza Nandes, and before that it was Bobby and Paul Parrish. It's just been, and a lot of volunteers showed up, precinct chairs, And other volunteers showed up this morning to set up the venue, and they'll be staying late. So it takes a lot of people to put it together. Right. We want to thank everybody. All right. Thank you, Linda. I know you got a lot of work to do. Go ahead. Thanks, Ellen. Thanks, Sid. Okay. I'm excited to introduce you to Donna Hoschke, chairwoman of the Hayes County Democratic Party. All right. Welcome. Good afternoon. I'm glad to be here. I know. I'm excited. Okay, what role has the Hayes County Democratic Party played in getting local people elected in 2018? And what help will it give candidates who are trying to get elected or re-elected in 2020? Well, the first thing is we fielded candidates in every race. And sometimes in the past we haven't been able to do that, but we had excellent candidates. They worked hard. We block walked, we phone banked, we mailed, we did everything we possibly could. Our our precinct chairs played a huge role in helping us get our candidates elected and our candidates just worked as hard as they possibly could and I think that made a difference. We were seen in the community. We got had a lot of volunteers. We just saw that we could make a difference by working hard and and putting forth the effort that we needed to put out, getting the signs out, talking to people um, at, at every possible forum that we could and it made a, a huge difference and, yes, we tur- and we turned Hayes County blue I know <laughs> I know I can't believe that so what are what are our plans for 2020 
Well, of course, more of the same um, okay. and more. Um, we, we have to absolutely continue um, our volunteer efforts. We've got to get more volunteers. We've got to register more people to vote, although we've had a huge voter registration drive, and we continue to do that. Vote, register voters everywhere we go, in, in all public places, on the campus of, the, of Texas State, um, block walking. Uh, we have registered a lot of people to vote. Now, the, the next critical step is to get them to the polls. Doesn't do any good to register people to vote if they don't turn out at the polls. So that's going to be our big focus. Is GOTV, get out the vote in every way we possibly can. That is our goal. It was our goal to turn Hayes County blue, and our new goal is to keep Hayes County blue. All right. Thank you very much for talking to me. Okay. Uh, the next person I'm going to introduce is Judith Zaffarini, sister, and Judith is the state Texas State Senator, District 21. She's in my district. I want to welcome you to the LMB show. What would you like to say? Well, um, my name is Josie Papas. Uh, I am the senator's sister. We refer to her as Z because the name Safirini is so long. I know. She has been a Texas State Senator for 33 years. She was elected in November of 86, but she counts 87 since she swore in and started serving January of 87. She represents the 21st Senatorial District. There are 18 counties in it. Hayes County, we, she has a partial part of Hayes, but I think where most of the votes are in this county. And so this session that just ended, she, this was her 17th session. In 33 years, her 17th session, she passed uh, 127 bills, which has wow. never been done. She's amazing. Wow. She What's represents you and me very well. What has she been working on? She even created the Higher Education Committee in Austin. She, she's done things that are still helping Texas. I remember when Ann Richards was governor, she came up with a bill having to do with making sure that all the children of Texas, all the children in Texas in school were inoculated. There was some, some force against her saying, well, only our kids, not all the kids. And the way she took over that was by saying, well, would you want your grandchildren sitting next to a child that's sick because they were not inoculated? So therefore, she ended up winning that bill and Richards picked it up and it was called Shots Across Texas. Oh, good. So some of her bills have worked for the entire state. She's had something to do with helping every single county that is in her district. She All right. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much. God bless. Okay, I'm going to be talking with Daphne Tenorio. She's a council member, District 6. Kyle. Hi, welcome to the LMB Show. Well, thank you for having me. So what does the city uh, council do? Oh, goodness. We do all kinds of fun stuff. We make sure that we're hiring the best employees to run our city, that we're following our city charter, that we're spending taxpayer money effectively and efficiently, that our rules that are governing our town are... Uh, working well for all of our citizens. The most controversial issue yes. that we're dealing with right now is the proposed moving of City Hall from the current location to the Plum Creek area by leasing a building from a developer. And that has caused a lot of, yeah, a lot of uh, huhs from our citizens. It would basically allow us to move the whole City Hall without a bond and without getting information and input from our citizens. We meet every first and third Tuesday at City Hall in downtown Kyle, 
and myself, as well as Councilmember Villalobos and Councilor, uh, Councilmember Rizzo, we hold a third Sunday. Every third Sunday, we have an open house type open forum down at the City Hall that you can talk to the three of us about anything you want to talk about. So what has your constituents been uh, concerned about? Our biggest concern right now that we've been hearing about is what's happening in downtown. We're talking about zoning issues. We're talking about the different type of bringing in new businesses downtown. And that's the number one thing we're working with right now. That's what we're hearing the most about from our constituents at the Sunday meetings. Well, what do they want or don't want? Right now, they're looking at the different zonings from CDB1 to CDB2. It's mainly a concern about more bars in the area, and it's a concern about how can we bring in new businesses into our downtown area without adversely affecting the families that live there. All right. Thank you very much You're for welcome. talking to me. Anytime. All right. Okay, my good friend Elaine Cardenas, who's the county clerk, is here, and she's going to speak to us about lots of things that have been happening. Okay, I'm so happy to see you, Ellen. I Um, know. We've actually made a lot of progress in our first seven months. We're working hard to modernize the office and to expand it and reorganize. So we've installed some new software that will make it much, much easier for the public to get their records just from home and pay for them. Uh, And, you know, everything will be just much more efficient, easier to get don't have to come into the office all the time. Uh, We've started accepting cash at the substations, which may not sound like a big deal, but people love it. It is is exact change only or checks, but it's an improvement. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to do those things. We've enlarged our court staff quite a bit and built a whole section of our office out to accommodate them. That's wonderful. Yeah, because we have a new, you know, we're dealing with and supporting a new courtroom. So it increased our workload by 50%. Oh. Um, so we've had those changes. And then we are working on the commissioner's court, the support for the commissioner's court. And that's quite a project with a lot of um, tricky aspects to it, things you might not expect. But we are hoping to upgrade the sound quality, the whole AV system. So I'll be putting in a contract for that very soon. It will, because as you've probably noticed, if you try to dial in or listen to it at yeah, home, it hasn't been good. the sound is horrible and it's not always there. So we're working on it. It'll take a few more months, but we're looking at improving the, the cameras and all of the sound equipment and having a kind of an automatic switch to any AV presentations, things like that. So it'll be much more modern. The equipment we have is about 20 years old, and it's small wonder that it's failing. But we, we need to get with the times. You know? <laughs> so we're looking at that. I'm, I'm hoping that we can get a new agenda planning software in that will make it much easier and be much more professional, that will have safeguards built into it so that it gets all the right sign-offs and approvals and It's very transparent and much easier and more efficient to produce. So we're looking at that and just a a new streaming capability, hopefully down the road, that will allow people to download a complete transcript and translate it into another language if they want to. And also have interpretation for the deaf. You know, we're trying any number of new things that will really upgrade tremendously our presence in the the, community. Commissioner's Court and make it much more accessible to the public and to our to our citizens. All right. Thank you very much for talking with me. Okay, I'm going to be talking with Trevor Newman, who's head of the College Dems. 
Welcome to the L&B Show. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I understand we're getting voting centers. Yes. Are you going to get one on the college campus? So we are fighting tooth and nail to get a voting center on the college campus at Texas State. Um, we're really having a hard time getting one right now because the university administration wants it to be our LBJ Student Center while Jennifer Anderson and the Voting Commission really wants it to be somewhere that's not necessarily on campus but close to campus, which is disenfranchising students' votes. So right now we're going to be going to the emergency meeting on Monday and then to the meeting on Tuesday for the Hayes County Judge and we'll be speaking directly to them about how we need it to be at the LBJ Voting Center or Student Center. Okay, so why don't they want it on campus? So last year we had the same issue with the LBJ Student Center is that it is the hub for students on campus. A student can't go throughout their day without spending at least a few minutes in the LBJ vote, uh, Student Center. Last year they only gave us three days of early voting. We had to f threaten a lawsuit to get two extra days out of the ten days at LBJ. And then um, the other thing was they, we didn't have enough voting machines. So this year, we'd probably get the full days, all the early voting days, and a lot more voting machines, and they don't want students to have those resources, so it takes four hours to cast our ballot like it did last year. Okay, how many students uh, voted? Um, I think close to 3,000 students in Hayes wow. County voted. Wow, that's wonderful. I know, and we registered uh, at least 1,200 last uh, semester. And, and you're going to register even more? Oh yeah, we're hoping to raise at least 2,500 this semester. Very good. Okay, so if uh, any of my listeners want to help, what do they do? You can follow us on Twitter at uh, TXSTDIMS. Uh, on Twitter or you can find us on Facebook. On both of those things you can find our emails and my phone number and you can reach out to us there. Alright, thank you very much thank for Thank you so much. Okay, my next topic is the death penalty and that Texas still has a death penalty. My guest is Dr. Laura Lee Harris, TCADB Board of Directors. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Texas Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty. All right. Uh, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary in the state of Texas. Texas-wide organization, um, apolitical. We're a nonpartisan group that is solely devoted to looking at the death penalty and trying to abolish it. Why do you want to abolish it? Well, there are a lot of reasons for abolishing the death penalty. We are only... 21 states in, in the United States have abolished the death penalty entirely. Four more have moratoriums, and three more have effectively abolished it simply by not using it. Uh, so we're in the minority in the United States. In the um, advanced countries in the world, Texas leads in executions. Um, the United States and only one other country ha officially have the death penalty. We're way behind the world. We're way behind the nation, and there are a lot of reasons for not having it. Okay, such as? Well, number one um, is that it's extraordinarily expensive. If you are a conservative discussing the death penalty, that's one of the issues. It costs three times as much to prosecute the death penalty as it does to put somebody in prison for life. Also, number one is we do it wrong. We simply get it wrong. Far too often we have executed innocent people. The Innocence Project has had a no quite a number of people uh, in Texas and the United States um, exonerated. We now have 
12 people scheduled for execution in the state Ooh. of Texas. One of them has a true claim, uh, Rodney Green, true claim for potential innocence. He's always insisted he is. Possibly we will be executing this year a, a, a man who is not even guilty of the crime for which he was accused. And then the other is a social justice. Uh, overwhelmingly, the people who receive the death penalty are African-American or Hispanic. If you are Caucasian, you are three times more likely to not receive the death penalty than any minority. So it's a social justice issue as well. If Okay, if anybody who is listening wants to get more information about your group, yes. what would they do? Go online, Texas Coalition to Abolish the Death Penalty. We have a website and we have a Facebook page. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Ellie. My next guest is Brandon James. He's head of the Young Democrats. Welcome to the LMB Show. Can you tell us about your organization? Well, thank you for having me. So I'll tell you, uh, all uh, Young Democrats comes in between. Young Democrats is an organization that represents uh, 18 to 40 year olds uh, who represent themselves as Democrats in Hayes County. Uh, that's uh, we're about 30 or 40 members on average. We represent quite a lot more than that. Uh, we are working communities, uh, Kyle, Buda, San Marcos mainly. Well, we're starting to reach out to like Wimberley and Doping Springs right now. That's kind of a little bit about uh, our organization. What, uh, what current issues are you uh, concerned about? So I think uh, our, our first main issue um, is always going to be voting rights. That's kind of one of the biggest things. We want to make sure that we have accurate ways to, to register. Uh, young people are fairly transi transient, so for us, being able to actively register and stay registered and not falling off the, the voting rolls so that we can participate in the democracy is a huge start for us. Uh, as well, uh, issues of economic justice are big for us. Uh, it's pretty hard sometimes even for for, my, for myself and plenty of others who are, who are privileged to pay for housing as well as food here in Hayes County. Um, as Austin grows, it's getting more and more expensive to live. And for us, it's we just want to make sure that we're able to, to eat, live through the day, build a good life for ourselves. And that's kind of a big issue for us as young people right now. That's kind of what we're trying to tackle. All right. I want to thank you very much. If somebody wants to contact you, how can they do that? Uh, you can look us up on Facebook. We're Hayes County Young Democrats. If someone wants to look us up on Facebook, we're the Young Democrats of Hayes County. Me up on Facebook, Brandon Michael James as well. You can contact me at uh, brandonmjames316 at gmail.com if you're interested in joining Young Democrats. We have meetings once a month. Uh, we vary in between Kyle Buda and San Marcos uh, as far as where our meetings are at. We're looking back to getting... We're, looking, we're excited to get started to get... We're excited to start getting back to work in the fall uh, when people are kind of getting back into the rhythm of things, and we hope to see you all out there. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. I am talking to Sherry Tibby, who is running for Hayes County District Judge. So, Sherry, why should my listeners be voting for you? Well, I want to tell your listeners that I have a long experience in criminal justice. I've been a lawyer for 25 years. I was your elected district attorney for eight years. So I have a lot of experience in the county dealing with the bulk of the cases that come through this court will be criminal. I also have a background in child protective services and dealing with children cases. So I believe that I'm the most qualified for the bench and I would ask, I would ask for their vote. 
Okay, so it's everybody in Hayes County can vote for you? Yes, ma'am, they can. It's a countywide bench, and it's the 453rd District Court. Okay, and when uh, would they be voting for you? The, the, the judicial spot is up for election in 2020, so we'll be on the ballot um, next year. All right, thank you very thank much. You. Okay, uh, Maxfield Baker, he's running for City Council Place 1. Why should my listeners vote for you? Yeah, I've lived in San Marcos since 2007 and have long time believed in leading by example. So I like to get out there and do river cleanups. I am a current planning and zoning commissioner, so I'm already fighting the good fight to try to protect our city from flooding as well as unnecessary developments that frankly just cost too much. So again, I, I'm the candidate this year in November 5th, and I really think uh, I'm going to do a great job for San Marcos. Oh, great. So if people want to help you, what should they do? Yes, uh, go to my website, bakerforsmtx.com, and check out my information. Sign up as a volunteer to help me block walk or donate a little bit of money. We'd really appreciate it. Okay, are you going to have yard signs? I've got yard signs already, both large and small. So if you're a business owner and you want a large sign, hit me up and we can get one at your place. All right, thank you very much. Thank you very much as well. Okay, Judge Darlene Byrne, she is running for, for Chief Justice third court of appeals and i've got it right here and i want her to talk to you hey ellen thank you so much for the opportunity it's very exciting to be here in hayes county all right so why should my audience vote for you well i've been on the bench in travis county for 18 years i've been presiding over some of the most difficult cases in our courthouse I preside over all the foster kids in Austin, so about 1,500 children on any given day. The Chief Justice of the Third Court of Appeals runs all the way from New Braunfels up to Bell County, all the way out to Tom Green County, including Hayes. It oversees every civil, criminal, and family case in all 24 counties. It's the first line of appeal, and I am running for that Chief Justice position one of six judicial positions on that bench. Okay, so how do, if people want to help you, like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for a yard sign. Oh, absolutely. You can count on it, Ellen. I'd All appreciate right. that. Okay, <laughs> so how else can other people help you? They can go to my website, Darlene Byrne, and Byrne is the Irish version, B-Y-R-N-E.com. And on that website, you can learn more about me, you can donate, you can sign up to volunteer, you can ask for a yard sign, all of those kind of things. And give me an opportunity to meet you. So email me, um, burncampaign at gmail.com. All right, thank you very much. Thank you, Ellen. I have Erin Werner, House Rep for District 45, which is Hayes and Blanco Counties. I understand you've just finished your first legislative session. Congratulations. Thank you so much, We're Ellen. so proud of you. Tell us about your accomplishments and maybe your disappointments. And how were you able to get two pieces of legislation passed? And what were they? Thank you. Well, as a freshman legislator, it's always a little bit steeper of a climb to get some legislation enacted. But I'm very proud that we did get two pieces of legislation signed by the governor and into Texas law. The first one of those will allow the city of Buda to invest in aquifer storage and recovery, where they will be able to use the underground cave structures of the Trinity Aquifer to store excess surface water and save it for times of drought. 
It should reduce their reliance on the Edwards Aquifer, which we all know is critical here in the hill country where we, where there really isn't ever enough water to go around. Uh, the other piece of legislation will allow the cities of Dripping Springs, Blanco, and Johnson City to um, use their hotel occupancy tax funds to invest in their dark skies. They're some of the few dark sky certified cities um, in the state of Texas. Um, well, I should say, Dripping Springs is certified, Wimberley is also certified, and Blanco is applying, and Johnson City is looking into it. And they want to be able to use these dollars to change out lights that pollute the night sky for lights with hoods that will protect the night sky, which is a huge source of tourism for the communities and protects the natural beauty of the area. Okay, now... now you want a disappointment, right? Can I tell you about my close call? Yes, tell me about your close call. I'm still a little sad about this, but we're ready to fight on it next session. Um, I worked with Senator Zaffarini, who also represents part of San Marcos, um, on a piece of legislation that would expand sexual harassment protections for Texas workers. In the state of Texas, you can only file a sexual harassment complaint if you are at a workplace with 15 or more employees. Now, the size of the workplace does not affect who's a victim of sexual harassment. We need those protections across the board. So Senator Zaffarini and I worked on legislation to do just that. I got the bill unanimously out of uh, the International Relations and Economic Development Committee. Senator Zaffarini got it unanimously through the Senate. Unfortunately, we didn't get it placed on the state calendar soon enough in the House. When we finally got it placed, it was on page 11 out of 13 of the last calendar of the session. For folks who don't know, that deadline day, we have until midnight to pass any legislation that's going to get done. When it hit midnight, we were at the top of page 11. My bill was in the middle of page 11. We came so close. But I'm heartened by knowing that we have the momentum, we have the support, and next session we'll get that bill moving sooner and we're going to get it over the finish line and protect another 300,000 Texas workers from sexual harassment. Now, you're up for re-election in 2020. I am. So I, how can I'm we help back. you? I know. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm very confident that the voters of House District 45 um, have seen the work I've done and will want me back at the Capitol continue doing it, but we're not taking anything for granted. Um, we are out talking to folks across the district about the work we've done, the work that's still to do, and I'm, I'm very optimistic. Uh, what y'all can do to help us is go to www.erinforyall.com, sign up to volunteer. We are starting our voter registration efforts now, trying Good. to make sure that everyone in the county is ready to vote. Yes, please come be a part of it. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, Sid is signaling me, so it's time for a break. I am so excited to be at the LBJ celebration. Lots of people, lots of candidates. Let's go for a break. Okay, uh, I've got Hoka Martez, City Council Place 5. And my question to you is, um, what issues are you dealing with that affect the Latino community? Well, thank you, Ellen, so much for asking me that question. I think it's important. Uh, to highlight the Latino voice because obviously Texas is growing and uh, I can't say that it's changing in demographics because Latinos have always been in Texas for such a long time. This is prior to Texas being part of the United States. Texas was part of Mexico. So we see that Mexican Americans and people of Latino descent have always been in Texas. But for a lot of, a lot of years, for many, many years, we've been disenfranchised. Disenfranchised from the voting process, disenfranchised from the decision-making process, just disenfranchised 
from everything related to making a decision. So, and it all started, of course, with the segregation, segregation of schools, segregation of neighborhoods, and of course, when we had to pay the poll tax. So even here in San Marcos, we had to pay the poll tax in order to be able to vote. We Latinos and we, and African Americans actually had to pay the poll tax in order to be able to vote. So we kind of come from that history of being excluded from a lot of things and uh, being treated as second-class citizens. So that trauma that we've experienced from before kind of seeps in and kind of stays in people's minds. And a lot of that affects why we don't turn out to vote. Because traditionally, since we've been kept out of the decision-making process, we say, well, why do we even vote? You know, this, this candidate doesn't reflect me. This candidate doesn't care my issues. This candidate really um, doesn't speak to who I am and my lived realities and my issues but I think in 2020 it is so important for Latinos to come out because over 70% of Latinos uh, in Texas will be 18 or younger and that is so important to really get us to vote and I think it's going to start at the high school the high school teachers public school systems really activating themselves really waking up to this fact that Latinos are really a force to reckon with and really we're going to decide the elections in Texas in 2020 and I think that it starts with a concerted effort to really get all the kids registered to vote and aware the issue is that some of the kids are undocumented and that's kind of the issue that that we run into is that a lot of the kids don't have documents or not quote-unquote documented so therefore cannot vote so we have that issue as well but I think that if we like last uh, last year you and I were block walking and in our block walks a lot of people say oh I missed a deadline to vote and I find that a lot of Latinos actually miss the deadline to vote because we don't have a place to find information about voting. We don't have a central location where they can just go fill out a card and vote. So I think that if we as Democrats really activated ourselves and really targeted those Latino communities and not just the ones who vote, not just by the van, right? Okay, well, sometimes we just look at the van and kind of see, okay, this person has a history of voting. I'm going to knock on their door. But really, we have to really knock on the doors that traditionally do not vote and get them registered to vote. I think it's just so important to dedicate uh, time to the non-voting population as much as we do the voting population. Um, and I think that's how we start changing things uh, for Latinos and the Democratic Party. All right. Thank you very much. I have with me Lisa Pruitt, who's running for Commissioner Precinct 3, and Jimmy Hall, who's running for Secretary. Oh, I'm, I am treasurer for Lisa Pruitt on her campaign. Okay. So... Why should people vote for you? Well, people should vote for me because I'm a proven leader. I've, what I have said that I would do in City Council of San Marcos, I've done. My sentiment, it should be everybody else's, time's up for County Commissioner Place 3. It's time for change. We need to have some accountability in that seat. All right. So if uh, people want to help you, what should they do? If people want to help us. people want to help us, they can send uh, their information to P.O. Box 1192, San Marcos, Texas, 78667. Uh, we will have a website up in the next couple of weeks. So do a search for Lisa Pruitt, County Commissioner, and they will find it. All right, and what are some of the issues that you're concerned about? So some of the issues that, that we're definitely concerned about, in 2015, we experienced some of the most devastational floods in the county. 
Um, these floods and, this, and these um, extreme weather events are not going to quit. When they happened, the city of San Marcos went down to D.C. We got millions of dollars in disaster recovery. We made a commitment to the people in our community that we would, in fact, create infrastructure for flood mitigation so it wouldn't happen again. But we all knew that you cannot do it in silos and municipalities. It's a regional problem. So regionally, the leadership, the Republican leadership that we have at the county right now has not addressed this at a regional level. We've heard nothing from that leadership. So that would be one of the first things that I will address is working on regional plans for flood mitigation. Uh, Everything starts upstream and it affects somebody downstream and we have not heard that conversation coming out of the Hayes County Commissioner's Court to date. All right, thank you very much. Lots of noise, real okay, close. Okay, I'm gonna be talking with Ruben Becerra, the county judge. What important issues do you think my listeners should be aware of in the coming months from the Commissioner's Court? There are three main issues that are very important to us. One of them is criminal justice reform. We've been pushing nonstop on it. Another one is health care reform. But the one that's most alarming, believe it or not, is actually the whole elections process. Some of our friends are trying to diminish access to our elderly, to our youth, and to our minorities. What they're trying to do is prepare for 2020. They're setting the stage and they think we are going to sit by and allow it, but we will not. So you must stay vigilant and know where you will be voting because they're trying to take your voting site away. So what can my viewers do? Tomorrow I have called, uh, they won't know, this will probably be aired afterwards, but tomorrow I've called a special meeting to discuss it so that we can have the proper community input that we should have had along the way. And we, on Tuesday morning, the 9th, we will have commissioner's court to vote on the selection of sites. And so the most important thing you can do is watch the video that by the time this airs would have already happened at the mm. county website so that you can make sure you know where to vote. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. And continue doing the good work you're doing. The Bravermans are my favorite people. We love you. Keep up the good work. Okay, I got Julie Oliver. She's running for Congress for the U.S. House of Representatives for District CD25. Hello, Julie. I finally get to meet you. Hi, Ellen. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. All right, so why should my listeners vote for you? Well, let me tell you a little story about why I got into this race um, two years ago, because I was a Democratic nominee in 2018 as well. I got into this race because I have a son with pre-existing conditions. I call him the walking pre-existing condition. Um, and when Congress came after the Affordable Care Act, which I know is an imperfect piece of legislation, but it does protect people with pre-existing con conditions from discrimination by insurance companies. It lit a fire in me. I knew I had to run. In 2018, I'm going to tell you the ground we made up. This was always supposed to be a 60-40 district. There was a 21-point margin between the Republican and the Democrat from 2016. We made up 12 percentage points. It's a less than 10 percentage point margin now. And we did it without any PAC money. We did it without any mailers. We did it with very, very, very little TV. Right at the end, we had a, a little bit of money to put um, one ad on for, I think, two weeks. We did it because a volunteer force came together and knocked on doors in this community. And, and move the needle 12 points. It shows you what 
organizing can do. And those same volunteers, we have a thousand volunteers, are ready to do the work. We went to Colleen yesterday, knocking on doors, getting re uh, voters registered, people who have moved registered. And we will be doing that consistently throughout this election cycle. Because the way we win, it's super easy. We expand the electorate, and then we get them to vote. Good. So what is District 25? What The geographic district? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it starts in Tarrant County, just south of Fort Worth. It snakes. It almost looks like a jalapeno. If you look at it on Wikipedia, it looks green. It's the shape of a jalapeno. comes all the way down to Wimberley at the southernmost point. So 212 miles separate the top from the bottom. Covers about 30% of Travis County. Uh, Lampasas, Burnett, Somerville, Erath, Hamilton, Hill, Johnson, Tarrant, Bell, Coriel, Bosque, and of course parts wow. of Hayes. So it's a, it's a very, very big slice of this state. And we traveled 45,000 miles last time. I think we are hovering right now about 2,000 miles since May. Wow. Okay, so my listeners, if they want to help you, if they live in your district, what should they do? They should go to julieoliver.org slash volunteer and sign up. Come, come help us block walk. Come help meet your neighbors and get them registered to vote. And then when it's time to get them out to vote, let's, let's have those courageous conversations and get them to vote. Good. And a yard sale sign. Get a yard sale sign, right? That's right. That's I'm right. going to get mine. Yes. And in fact, you could even have one, and even though you're not in District 25, you could put District 21, District 35, and District 25, because not everybody, they might live a couple streets away from you and be in a completely different district. That's so true. So reminding them that, hey, there are multiple candidates depending on which street you live on. That's true. We were just talking about Buda being carved into three congressional districts. Buda. That's insanity. <laughs> it's insane. I can't yeah. believe that. Yeah. All right. Thank you very thank much. Thank you, Ellen. Okay. I'm going to be talking with Debbie Inglesby, Hayes County Commissioner, Precinct 1. You are running for re-election in 2020 after serving 22 years as Hayes County Commissioner, Precinct 1. What would you like my audience to know about yourself and your accomplishments? Well, first of all, I just appreciate all the support that I've had throughout the years. Uh, I am very blessed to be in this position. Some of my accomplishments, I would say, is providing health care for those uh, in need, uh, working with our hospitals and local providers. We've been able to expand our hours at the health department and provide specialty doctors so that those that are needing the help uh, can have it. Also, uh, our environment is extremely important, and I've been working with our core to ensure that those that are coming into our county that are trying to take our water uh, are held accountable. And so uh, we continue to need that assistance and uh, from individuals, and uh, but we will keep fighting to ensure that we have the water for many generations. Oh, okay, so how can people find out more about you? Uh, we, you can, they can go on our website and we have a lot of information regarding uh, the fights that we've had with uh, companies coming into Hayes County, and so there is lots of information on our website. Okay, what's the name of your website? It's uh, hayes.co.tx.us. All right, thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, I'm talking to Wendy Davis. She's running in Congressional District 21. All right, Wendy, why should people vote for you? I am running 
to be the next representative in Congressional District 21 to finally provide a voice for people who live in this community and who have watched time and time again as the person who was elected to serve them instead serves his own ideological agenda and the special interests. We have people all over this district whose kids fear going to school and who aren't getting the quality education and the support for their teachers that they need. We have people who are retiring after a lifetime of hard work without the dignity of the kind of paycheck they ought to be receiving. We have so many people who are making a choice between their prescription drugs and their groceries or other necessary items. We have people who are working as hard as they possibly can and aren't being paid a living wage. And we have people right here in the Hill Country who are suffering the consequences of failed representatives. They have cement quarries and other aggregate industries that have been building up all around their communities, spewing pollutants into the air, polluting the water, using precious water resources for their industry purposes, and literally not only harming the quality of life and property values of people who live here, but harming their very health. People in this community deserve a voice, and they deserve someone who's going to fight for them, and that will be me. And I am bound and determined that we're going to win this race and make sure that we give them that voice. All right. So how can people get involved? WendyDavisForCongress.com is our website. On our volunteer tab, you're going to see a myriad of ways that you could get involved to help in this race. Some people love to knock on doors. Some people love to do data. We have many, many different kinds of opportunities and ways that people can help us. I want people to feel encouraged about the fact that this district is going to go blue. Beto got 49.92% in this district when he ran in 2018, and that's thanks to the hard work of so many people who helped make that happen. And I believe this is the year that we are going to flip this seat, and again, it will be because of the good, hardworking people who step up and make it so. All right, thank you. Thank you. I have with me, right beside me, Lord Dockett, U.S. Congressman representing communities from Austin to San Antonio. Would you like to tell us uh, about yourself? Sure. It was my good fortune to represent Hayes County when I was a 26-year-old uh, as the state senator for this area. I've seen dramatic change over those years, but Hayes County remains a magnet for people from all over the country. It's such a good place to call home. Uh, for the last few years, I've represented uh, most of San Marcos and all of Kyle in the United States Congress. I, uh, I tell people when I'm asked where I live that I live on I-35, which is a dangerous place to live. But I, my district is now drawn so that I run from North Austin right through the Alamo and the beautiful missions in San Antonio. Okay. What present-day issues do you feel strongly about? Well, there are many. Uh, one that I focused on is prescription price gouging. I meet people every day, I have today, uh, who are faced with great problems because of monopoly prices that they're being charged by pharmaceutical manufacturers. These pharmaceutical manufacturers are granted their monopoly by the government, but there's no pushback uh, when they charge exorbitant prices. 
We have the highest pharmaceutical prices of probably just about any place in the world. And I have legislation that's been joined by a majority of our Democratic caucus to try to bring that under control. And if they want to negotiate uh, with Medicare on their prices, that we would license competitors uh, to bring in generics to try to use competition to lower the price. Beyond the prescription drug issue uh, and other concerns that I have, I have to say one of the biggest concerns is about President Trump himself. I believe that he uh, views the Congress as something to ignore and the courts as something to co-opt, that he doesn't really have a faith in democracy but wants to be a power all by himself like some of the strong men in third world countries. And so uh, I'm pushing back against his approach, demanding some accountability from the administration, and hoping, frankly, that we can get a new president in place next year. Okay. So what advice would you give uh, my listeners on how they can help? Well, number one is uh, to see that everyone in your neighborhood is registered to vote. And there's an easy way to do that with an app that's now available uh, to get people registered. Second, we have some great uh, Democratic organizations within Hayes County, and they're making a difference not only in the presidential area, but in seeing that we re-elect a great state representative in Aaron's Wiener and that we get strong local officials in place. And so whether it's the San Marcos area Democrats or the Wim Dems or the Kyle Buda area Democrats or uh, at uh, Texas State, Uh, the college Democrats. These are great organizations to be a part of. Uh, I'll be back here in San Marcos uh, this coming week uh, to address the 6,000 plus students who are new students, new Bobcats at Texas State. It's a great institution with a great history and I look forward to to, to welcoming them to be part of Texas State and to participating in Hayes County politics. Okay, the uh the website that people should go on about is mapthevote.org. Okay. And that's just M A P T H E V O T E dot org. And you can go on there, you can put it on your phone, you can check to see who in your neighborhood is new. There'll be a little yellow dot, and you can make that a blue dot by registering them to vote and referring them to the same website. All right. Thank, Thank you, you very so much. So good to visit with you. Okay. Since you can't vote, a straight party ticket. My next guest, Bonnie Kahn, is going to talk about her YouTube channel where you can get more information about the different Democratic candidates. Okay, Bonnie. Hi, uh, this is Bonnie Kahn, and what I've got is the face-to-face YouTube channel that's free to candidates to put videos on, and it's free to voters to look at before they go vote. So they don't vote blind, and so they know who they're, who's on, they're going to be on their ballot. And they can uh, find out who the uh, Democratic candidates are, since we're not allowed to vote straight party ticket anymore. You won't know, especially on lawyers uh, who are running for judges and people like that. You'll be able to know, uh, and school board and uh, city council. Uh, the ones that are on there, you will know that they are the Democratic candidates, so you know who to vote for. Okay, so how do they get on this channel? Uh, they get a hold of me. Uh, they, all you have to do is go on to YouTube and type in Bonnie Cron, which is B-O-N-N-Y-K-R-A-H-N, and the Democratic Face-to-Face uh, Project will come up. 
and you can just get a hold of me. It'll have my contact information on there. I also have a uh, Facebook page for that channel. So you can get a hold of me either way through any of those any of those means. I will put Democratic candidates on there anywhere in the whole United States. I'll put you on there. We're, we're, we started in Travis County. Now I'm in Hayes. And I'll be uh, putting candidates from Williamson County on there pretty soon. All right. Thank you very much. Sure. Thanks for coming to talk to me. Okay. I'm talking to Laura, who's head of the Wim Dams. Okay, Laura, what's your organization about? Our organization is about bringing to our area initiatives and support for all people. We are a democratic organization and we support programs that allow families an opportunity to make a living, people to have important health care, our citizens to live in a fair and just environment and that is what we represent and you're in Wimberley we are in Wimberley so if one of my if any of my listeners live in Wimberley how can they join your organization we are on we have a website and we also have a Facebook page and they can just look those up and uh, jump in and join us so what's the name of the web website it's just, it's the Wim, Wimberley Democrats or Wim Dem website. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, believe it or not, it's time to say goodbye. I hope you had as good a ride as I did. It was a little bumpy, but Sydney and I enjoyed it. We enjoyed interviewing all the candidates who are running for office and all the candidates who are running for re-election and all the candidates who are now in office. Uh, I hope you learned a little bit about them. Uh, if not, just go to their website or you can go to the Democratic Party website. We talked about a lot of issues, gun control, women's rights, climate change, immigration, healthcare, education, economy, and environment. If one of these issues hits you in the gut, well, maybe it's time for you to do something about it and get active. If you're already active in one of these areas, bless you. Okay, I want to thank everybody who put on the LBJ birthday celebration. It was held in the Stone Hall in Texas Old Town. I want to thank the people who own that place. It was wonderful. Till next time, be kind to people. And remember, walk softly, tread lightly, leave no footprints, for this earth is only your home temporarily. I love you. Pass my love on to your friend. Pass your love on to your friend. Till next time.